Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yaroslav Yurish is 26 years of age. He is the youngest member of parliament in Ukraine, and early on during the Russian invasion, Mr. Yurish picked up an automatic rifle. I was watching him on television as he, he was talking about that. He picked up an automatic rifle, and he was preparing to join the fight against the Russian military. And he continues to call for greater assistance for Ukraine from the West. Sviatoslav Yurish joins us from Ukraine. Mr. Yurish, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, can you explain to us, please, what are the conditions on the ground where you are in Ukraine? What's it like today? Thank you for interest in care. Uh, first, as far as the conditions in Kiev, uh, everything has uh, changed since the first days of the war. Russians were making incursions in the city city constantly, and there were plenty of shootouts in the city, uh, in which I also had the dubious pleasure of participating. As far as the uh, saboteurs and agents coming in, they were coming plenty as well, because the city wasn't guarded, wasn't prepared. And in these two weeks, we basically are turning Kiev into Citadel, uh, trying to prepare for whatever Russians throw, throw at us. And the fighting has moved to the uh, outskirts of town, to the west uh, of the city especially, because uh, Russians are constantly trying to cut our western supply lines uh, to the city. Uh, we've uh, been retaking the towns they have seized early on and are pushing them back at different junctions of the front line. And that's the reality based day in, day out. There's a fighting for the outskirts happening and Kiev is becoming more citadel with every day. Yeah. We, we witness on a daily basis the horrendous assaults on the civilian population of Ukraine. And it just doesn't seem to have an end. It seems Mr. Putin has an insatiable appetite to to assault civilian populations. And you and other members of the Ukraine government have said to the West, appeal to the West, appeal to NATO, to become more directly involved. Initially, it was called for a no-fly zone. Mr. Biden and NATO said, no, we're not going to do that. It's been continually ruled out. What is it that you particularly would say to the West and NATO? What does Ukraine need today? Well, I believe when you look at Western perspective on uh, everything's happening in the news, uh, I've heard plenty of times when West looked at its history and engagement with the world that uh, about this and that historical drama that this should never happen again. I believe in my country right now we are witnessing that which should have never happened again once again. And uh, I just wonder how many videos of dead children uh, attacked and shelled residential homes, destroyed lives, humanitarian catastrophe needs to happen for the West to finally do the right thing which is to try and show 
to Russia. They cannot uh, destroy my nation anymore. Mr. Putin has a very clear goal that he has always defined uh, in very straightforward manner throughout his tenure. He doesn't want my nation in existence. He wants it to be a part of Russia. And he is saying that he wants to do that by any means necessary. So the point here is now basically with uh, his own population being kept in the dark and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and all social media cut from Russia, he is just uh, continuing to lie to his own people and to the world. I'm just, we're just all wondering how long can the world lie to itself about its uh, lack of participation here and the result that brings. Yeah, there was uh, there was talk about the uh, MiG twenty uh, nines from Poland that uh, Poland wanted to provide to Ukraine, and that ran into objections from the White House after the initially the government. U.S. government had said that they green-lighted it, um, and and so now you're you're essentially in need of you want the West to stand up, pay attention, and realize that Putin isn't necessarily going to stop at uh, at Ukraine. He's already fired missiles at a at a community, the city. What about seventy miles from the Polish border? And the Polish border really is where Article Five of NATO kicks in. So there's not seventy miles isn't a long way. Are you are you can convinced that Putin doesn't intend to stop in Ukraine? Well, Putin is very clearly aiming at uh, reassertion of the sphere of influence that the Soviet Union had. He has said himself, he said the biggest catastrophe of the 20th century is the collapse of the Soviet Union. So if you remember, Soviet Union had the Warsaw Pact, that is countries in Eastern Europe, Yes. Central Eastern Europe, which were a part of Russian sphere of influence. And the point is, that's why every single one of these nations now is standing firm on our side and telling the West to be more assertive and Ukraine to do much, much more. Because they know the reality of Russian occupation, Russian invasion, and the, and the war that Russia conducts in their countries. So the point for us is simply to show uh, with our tragedy what is possible with many more countries, not just in Europe, but around the world. Don't say the Russia will invade everywhere. It's that, that if you allow Russia to destroy the big, uh, single biggest state in Europe, and that goes without uh, the proper full answer, uh, then you would have plenty more regimes and plenty more dictators thinking they can rewrite international world order their liking. And therefore, you'll have many more dramas, tragedies, those lessons that should have never been repeated, repeated. And we see, and you've been there. I mean, you've stood in the railway stations with the refugees trying to get out of the fighting zone, trying to get away from it. It must be a horrendous reality to see people struggling as they are just to stay alive, to keep their families united, keep their families alive and fed. It has to be just absolutely horrific to watch. It's seeing my nation uh, go through a tremendous challenge, an unbelievable challenge. I mean, I was there trying to help several older people to get out of the city and uh, trying to find a place for them in those evacuation trains. And the tragedy that is going on there is just uh, impossible to describe. I mean, 
uh, when if you follow the news, if you follow history, you uh, you know about that story, which takes place every single time any kind of war happens. But one thing is seeing that in the news or uh, or reading about in books. Another thing is seeing it with your own eyes. I mean, it's not as if Ukraine is new to this. For the last eight years, we had a war with Russia in eastern Ukraine, and we had two and a half million refugees going from Donetsk and Luhansk and uh, all these embattled uh, cities of the east. But again one thing is going and seeing that uh, as it happens year by year another thing is going and seeing that in city which you love which you have been a part of for a decade and uh, seeing the tremendous human catastrophe which is developing here and which is all making one madman uh, who is basically destroying our country if you want to hear more Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.